Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, we are live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. And, uh, Matt, that was an interesting little yeah, I like finishing that. touch there to the uh, drill the Steelers going through there. Now, they had had three receivers going out in patterns, and you saw a lot of crossing stuff and right, right, right. some kind of rubs if you're on offense picks, if you're on defense, <laughs> right. what you would call that. Uh, the final rep, they, they put – uh, Quan Alexander out there one-on-one against um, Darnell Washington. Big Darnell Washington. Yeah. And Quan Alexander gave him a rough time getting off the line of scrimmage, first really of all, and then defended the pass downfield. Uh, really nice job there. So a couple notes from that is, like you said, the, the majority of the drill was a three-on-three passing drill, but in the middle of the field. Right, it was yeah. a back, it was a tight end, it was a slot. It wasn't outside receivers, and they were all working, as you mentioned, against man coverage on purpose, so the defense was at a huge disadvantage. They knew they were getting rubbed and picked and all that stuff for middle-of-the-field routes, crossers and things of that nature, which is what we've been harping mm. on. <laughs> exactly, right, right, right. How many times have we told you? They need to do more of that. They know that. That's why they're doing it, you know? And then they finished it with one-on-one stuff but not outside receivers. And Allen Robinson and Deontay aren't dressed or aren't participating today. Not that that matters. I think that they were trying to work on what they need to work on, middle of the field stuff. Yeah, uh, the Steelers in shells today, uh, so not uh, in full pads, uh, working on some uh, 11 on 11 here inside run stuff. But again, when you get to this situation um, and guys aren't in pads, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a little different. Right, right, right. They're um, working on run fits and things no, like that. Uh, yeah. No Isaac Sayamalu out there today. Uh, Nate Herbig is in there in place of him. Uh, I know uh, Wes Euler in the previous segment said that Larry Ogunjobi wasn't out there. He is out there. Yeah, I, say, I saw yeah, Ogunjobi. I saw right. him in seven shots. He's out there now again in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Malik Golden out there in place of uh, T.J. Watt. Um, Joey Porter Jr. not practicing today. It doesn't look like they're having uh, Patrick Peterson practice either today. Hayward and Water sitting. So you as got well. uh, James yeah. Pierre getting a shot here with the first uh, team defense. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, uh, oh, by the way, Minka Fitzpatrick is out there. I know, good stuff. So we had uh, two very physical days back to back. A night practice, then followed up with sort of a short rest practice where they went after it pretty hard. Now you get this one to kind of fine tune things, give some guys a break, and then a true break tomorrow. You know, to a whole twenty four yeah. hours off. So. Just taking care of guys' bodies. Yeah, exactly. It is a long season. I know when. You know, when, when when Craig Wolfley or, you know, some of the older guys come sure. in here, back in our day, we did two-a-days every day. You, know, you also, for a large portion for the, those guys in the 70s, they only played 14 games. Even so, I mean, those guys also didn't come to camp in the same condition that these Correct. guys are. That's the other thing, I mean, too. It's yeah. a huge part of it. And really the biggest part of it is there were no such thing as OTAs. That and <laughs> sports science is way smarter now than that. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a reason for this stuff that – if someone would have been ahead of the curve maybe in 1975 and practiced less or smarter, maybe they would have had a huge advantage that nobody else did. I mean, it's just the sign of the times. Yeah, that's what always gets me. Like, I know, uh, you know, I hear complaints from, from people at the youth level. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to start practicing here August 1st to get ready for the those youth football games in, in September. I'm like, more football at that, you know. At that age. It's too. not it's not about that. It's about doing what you do well. Mm-hmm. You know, Football is in a game that you get better at necessarily from a lot of practice, but you refine. Like at this point, that's a nice, uh, yeah, nice, nice comeback there, there by George Pickens. Nice deep ball on the outside. Yeah, Pickens really pushed that in there. The ball, yeah. Just drove it in there. About that's about a twenty yard out. Mm-hmm. 
and, uh, and Kenny Pickett drove that in there and did double coverage too. Absolutely. And George used his body really well there too to kind of present that pocket for him to throw it to, but Pickett didn't show any bashfulness whatsoever. That was throwing him open too. It was, it was. And that's one of those things like, you know, if you're a a young college quarterback or a young quarterback, you don't necessarily see that as as it develops. Exactly. Because he threw to a spot and Pickens had to come back to the football and get it. Right. Just trust the the quarterback to take me to where I need to be. Yeah. Exactly. And I I didn't know who to praise more on that one, Pickett or Pickens, because they both really did a perfect job, right, which made it an uncoverable route. Right, right. Kind of like one of those Aaron Rodgers back shoulder fades that Jordy Nelson back. Nothing you can do. What yeah. you can do about it? You yeah, know? nothing I mean, you can do. There's throws like that in this Because league. if you try to play to the back shoulder, which is difficult, he's going to really over the top. Right. You'll get a pass interference call more yeah. often than not, too. And, you know, so, no, it's smart. And, and you can really see development from those two second-year pass catcher and throwers as well. They look like they're veterans at this point. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky in there now with the second unit. And uh, see a lot of the, the that offensive line in there, the Raven Clark in there. Uh, you got uh, Kendrick Green at center. Um, looking to see who the guards are since Herbig was in with the uh, the first unit. Uh, looks if it's Dotson like, or if it's Herbig. Uh, looks like Spencer Anderson's at guard today. Okay, the guy's been everywhere. That might be him at at right guard. Yeah, let me see here. Yeah, that is him. So, yeah, he's played all along that line now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen him at tackle. We've seen him at both tackle positions this week. Now today he's a guard. That's really tough to do. He's a bit of a story. You yeah. Know? I mean, a lot of these seventh-round guys get forgotten. But he's doing everything, and it seems like he's showing up more and more on the practice field. Yeah. So, obviously It's like something different it. every day. Yeah, every like day. Not, right, not right. okay, this week you're going to work on tackle. This week you're going to be – no, he's no, just no, go right, right. Wherever, they, wherever needed. He's like the – you know, the utility guy. That, yeah. That's really, that's really helpful. Again, for a seventh-round pick. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I think of a guy like Justin Strelzik, who started his career that way. I mean, there's been a couple in history that just are true sixth men that can do anything when, when you come off the bench. And then sometimes you eventually find a home or eventually you're just active on game day filling in, and that's really valuable too. So you can make, You're going to make a lot of money in this league for a long time if you can do all five of those. Yeah, especially as an offensive lineman, 100%. But Even he must if you're be, never a starter, you're, you're, you're going to be valued for 10-plus years. Yep, 100%. Um, he must be passing all the tests mentally, too, you yeah. know, knowing all the They're assignments. They're not just going to put right, him out right, there right. if he's going to blow the assignment every time. Yeah, so he's making a strong push to make that final roster. Absolutely. That, that's impressive. It is. That it is, is impressive. So what so. we got going here? we got double tights to the left with Hayward, and I think that's Washington standing up, but I can't quite tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell, you know, when he's in a crouch if he's not if he's standing or crouching mm-hmm. because he's so tall. He's but, giant, yeah. Oh, how about sixty-eight pulling around the edge there? That one opened. Nice. Up. Again, yeah, more kept... more guys just NFL wide open here. Yeah, 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 hundred percent schemed up. They kept seven in the block. They kept both those tight ends to block in there and just had a three man combination and it popped wide open. Yeah, big William Dunkel pulling out from a guard spot to to protect the backside mm. or the front side, I should say, on that one. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he know. makes he's making a little bit of a name for himself too. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, looking here at the defense out there, you've got uh, a lot of the third teamers. I see David Perales out there at one uh, outside linebacker spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside uh, on the the nose is uh, I believe that's Fajoko there. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, he's got uh, big uh, Jonathan Marshall next to him. That's a lot of beef. That's a lot of beef. <laughs> and we got the fourth string quarterback in too. So yeah. Getting a, repping the bottom of the roster a little bit here. Yeah, I mean. That's a big know, theme for today. He hasn't gotten many reps at, for Tanner Morgan, but he has gotten 
Well, more than what they were able to get uh, for Chris Olatikon last year. Yeah, good point, good point. So, Do you think Morgan plays much in the preseason opener? The opener? I don't know. Well, I mean, they're prepping them for something here. Yeah, I was going to say, um, a lot of these guys are going to play a lot in the opener, and they want to get them mentally ready. It's going to be interesting. I'll be very interested when Mike Tomlin has his uh, his press conference later this week. Um, you know, I'm sure he's not going to give us the exact rundown on, on how the quarterbacks will be used. Sure. Uh, you know, in terms of the, the Kenny's going to play the first quarter, that so and so on and so forth. That's a nice throw. Yeah, by, uh, Butler over the middle, too. Yeah. He's um, a middle-of-the-field option for sure. Absolutely. He's a big dude. Big that was, dude. That was a nice throw. That was a nice throw. Stuck right it right in there. Yeah. yeah. The tight window, too. Um, but, you know, just if he if he has any plans, you know, to play uh, Tanner Morgan. And I wonder how much Kenny plays. You would think – well, I'm, I'm sure he'll I, play some, but I, I – I, You would think he almost – you want to play him with the starters. You don't want to play him with the, with the backups. Well, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, do you do – you, because of that, do you say – you know what, Kenny? You're not going to play a lot in this first game, if at all. Because I was thinking he might not play hardly at all. In this yeah, game. Right. I'm thinking this week he might not play at all. Then play a half next week. Maybe maybe the starters only play a series this week mm-hmm. on offense because they are so young. I mean, there's not a lot of veteran guys. Or maybe no, right? Maybe you, you don't play Isaac Samalu or maybe Deontay. I mean, they're yeah. the only two resting day. Well, Robinson's resting day too. So those three guys you don't necessarily need to play, but the rest of them they're all second, third year guys. For, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah, why not play? My hunch is kind of like you said. I, I thought maybe he wouldn't play the first game, play substantial amount the second game, then set him down. Yeah, yeah, I think that would make some sense. I mean, he, you know, he he got a, a lot of a lot of playing time last year. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, ninety-six. Blown that was that. big old Fajoko. Yeah, yeah, zipping through there. But he guessed the snap count right and exploded off the ball. Yeah, that was five yards in the backfield. Yeah. Now, again, they don't have pads on here, so the blocking's a little sure, suspect. Sure, But still, he got in there. He's a big body to be moving that quick, though. Yeah. No, I like him. Breaking Good off dude, there. too. Yeah, he was fun. He is a fun guy. Really understands the history of the game. Things like that. That, mm-hmm. that uh, You know, there's just so many guys that, that I just feel like he's, he's, he has studied this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and knows the history of the Steelers, the history of that position in the NFL. Yeah, he um, absolutely did. You know, it gives you a better sense of – yourself in, in in how you fit into things mm-hmm. yeah i bet he's popular in the locker room too and seems like a hard worker and a fun guy to be around and i think he's going to be probably an upgrade over the the nose play from last year yeah we'll see i mean montravius adams has still gotten uh, you know yeah. a lot of the first team reps if not all the first team reps at this point but uh you know they've got some some nose tackles on this roster how many of them do you keep you? We see them using Marshall more at end now. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's listed as a, a nose tackle or defensive tackle, but you know he's uh, six three, three hundred and ten pounds. Uh, he's big enough to ride to ride on the outside. Yeah, and he can live inside too. Yeah, you know, right. So he's interesting. I mean, you're probably keeping seven at most, but six for sure. And there's about five of them that are already basically guaranteed a spot yeah know, i mean so. you look at that position it might be one of the deepest on the team it you, really you is got, you know cam hayward larry ogunjobi your, your two start. starting ends right. um you know what do they do there with montravius adams Braden fahoko keanu benton uh jonathan marshall we know we know benton's making the roster and leal um, i kind of look at their leal two is starters. making the roster can isaiah loudermill call, hold on to a spot is our mom watts pushing him those two are probably fighting directly um, for one spot. You got yeah. Manny Jones there. Uh, he so, has done a couple of good things. Too. Yeah. So they, I mean, there's some depth there. And those guys have. If you look at it, you got Hayward, Adams, Ogan, Joby, Loudermilk, Fajeko, uh, Leal, Watts. 
I mean, these guys have all played in the league. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, right. Even Marshall's gotten some, you know, some snaps. And Manny Jones, those guys, they don't have a ton of experience, but they've got experience at the NFL level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's two that don't, Benton and Liao, and their future looks bright, and they're going to be on this squad. And then you're going to have some veterans backing them up or mixing in with them, you know, that have been around the block and know what it takes in this league. So I think that's valuable. I like how they've constructed that room. Um, ideally, I'd love to keep seven of those guys. You know, yeah. that's hard to do, you know, because they're not big. They're not, they're not out there right now on this punt team right now. Well, you know, with that, so. yeah, with that expanded practice squad mm-hmm. and the ability to bring two guys up every week, um, I think you, that could factor you, know, in you can only do that so many times during the season where you bring a guy up off the practice squad. But you do have those two additional spots. Um, you know, the, the one caveat with that, though, I, I believe if mm-hmm. I've read that rule correctly, if you're going to have your third quarterback be available, you can't use both of those spots. So he takes up one of the two. The third, essentially, guy. yeah, 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 because they I don't wonder. want them. You know, they don't want him. That would if you if your third quarterback um, the, is the emergency quarterback um, has to that. play. That pushes your your game day roster then to fifty one players because you okay. you drop down to fifty forty. Is it 45? forty five? Whatever it is, you yeah. would have one extra player because of the quarterback situation. So you can't bring up two guys if you're going to use the emergency quarterback as the third quarterback. I would think in a normal regular season game, unless Pickett or Trubisky was fighting something, I don't think I'm interested in the third quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a lot of disaster that would have to happen. And people might ask, okay, so if that's the case, then who is your emergency quarterback on 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 a game day? If something were to happen to the top two guys and you don't have that third guy available, it's Zach Gentry. That's how I bet it's Gentry, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, he went to Michigan as a quarterback. Like he was a top-rated, one of the top-rated quarterbacks in the country, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who just happened. Now you wouldn't obviously do a lot of throwing. Well, you would football. change your offense. Yeah, a fair the amount. offense would change. <laughs> right, in fact, right, right. I did. I did a little story about that uh, last year for Steelers.com, uh, and, and you know, talked to uh, to Matt Canada about that, and, and you know, they would they would have a, a small package for him. I talked to actually, I think I talked to uh, to Sully about that as well. Um, you know, they've seen him throw. He can mm-hmm. throw the football, and I would think too. If that disaster happened, I mean, it obviously decreases your chance of winning the football game massively. Yeah. I mean, any, any third quarterback, let alone a, a, a tight end playing you know, quarterback, an emergency quarterback. But I, I think what you do is bring out all the beef, you know, six offensive linemen, green in the backfield, all the tight ends, and just hammer them, you know, I mean, yeah. and try to shorten the game to no end. See how it takes you. I mean, you don't want him dropping back, you know, throwing out routes downfield, you know, over and over. Right, but I yeah, guess no, but you could do yeah. some shorter stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You could throw some bubble screens and things yeah. of that nature that uh, I'm sure he's done. Um, yeah, you mentioned green there again, and uh, there's something to that. Oh, there's something to that. I, I think that's sticking. Yeah, they're not just repping it just to rep it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really think what they what they're trying to do I don't think they want to put too much on, on Connor Hayward's plate. What a nice plate. punt that, that was. a great punt. Oh, that thing's still traveling. Wow. Yeah, Presley Harvin boomed that one. Yeah. Um, Beautiful spiral, perfect placement. Wow. But I don't think they want to put too much on on Connor Hayward's plate. It's um, a lot of physicality. Yeah. That you're, you could – he still will do it, I'm sure. Right, he's yeah. good at it. You know, the motion stuff, the lead blocking stuff. But if he's going to play all your teams, he's going to run a lot of routes, carry the ball five times a year or something like that. He might carry it more than that. And he's not. He might the, be your third running back. Yeah. That's, I mean, he could do that too. 
Uh, on, on game day you're talking about, or you yeah. mean on the roster? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's certainly possible. But that's a lot of wear and tear on this body, you know? Yeah, right. So and you don't want to use him up. Mm-mm. And Green's obviously a different body type. I mean, he's uh, a, a little huge bit. human being. A little yeah. bit. Another nice punt. You know, the more, I, the more I've watched Hayward in this camp and do all these different things, mm-hmm. it's kind of J- like Jalen Samuels. A, a better version better. of Jalen yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Samuels. Yeah, that's what they wanted out of Samuels. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a much better route runner. I think better yeah. hands, better. I don't remember Samuels. He might be being, a better runner. He might be a better runner. Um, Samuels, I know, tested pretty well from what I remember, yeah. but I never really saw that translate to the field. Where Hayward, to me, moves and plays faster than he tested, where Samuels was the opposite. And it, it's a hard thing. I mean, a lot of these guys, oh, jack of all trades, he can do all these things in the league. Most of the time, he can't. Right. You know, I always thought about that on defense. Oh, he's just. Isaiah Simmons is a safety, a linebacker, a slot corner, blah, blah, blah. Well, he might be none. Yeah. But, but I what think we Hayward's saw, all. yeah, the, 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 the thing about Hayward that really separates him is his ability to get downfield. Yeah. And yeah, we yeah. saw that show up a couple of different times last year. I don't remember seeing Samuels make those kind of catches mm-hmm. over the middle like that. 15 yards downfield. Right. And then after the catch, he's pretty good, too. Because if, if you remember with Samuels, at the, I think it was at the combine, they had him work out with the tight ends. Yes. He had a TE next to his name. There. And that's not what he was really. No, Heads not at all. At all. Right. Whereas with, with Hayward, he, I mean, Samuels had been a running back mm-hmm. his entire career in college. Yeah. Whereas Hayward did everything in college. In college. Yeah. Right, right, right. Samuels caught a lot of passes. It was him and Naheem Hines in that backfield right. at NC State. And they both were really good receivers. So they both probably would have had bigger numbers as pass catchers. But it didn't translate to the league all that well. And I, you didn't want to hand them the football. Um, I know everybody will talk about, well, he had that one game against the Patriots. He the did. Patriots were daring them to run the football. That's what they wanted you to yeah. do was hand it to him. Belichick was like, please hand it to Jalen Samuels. And he did fine. Yeah, for, course, uh, to his credit, he put up a bunch of yards in that yeah, game. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, the key, though, all that stuff's great. But maybe Hayward's biggest value is to Danny Smith. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean? He's a core, core special teamer. So this offensive stuff is wonderful. But – I don't remember Samuels ever being that type of guy, you know, yeah. being a core special teamer, like a great one. Yeah, there's just um, – Connor Hayward is dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that's that's one thing that, that you know, again, I, you know, his his 40 time and all that stuff, it, you know, it wasn't great. I don't remember, but I think he's um, like a 4'7", something like that, high 4'6", something yeah. like that. I'm just gonna but look. he's quick and he changes direction well. And in a way, he uses his shortness to his advantage. And then he plays with good leverage and can kind of has a little bit of a bowling ball feel to him, both as a route runner and after the catch or as a runner. So you pulled up his numbers? Yeah, I don't four, remember. 4 7 2. Okay, yeah. Uh, 1 6 3, a 10 yard split, 32 and a half inch vertical. So nothing there is going to like, ooh, ooh jump wow, off right. the. What was his weight? Uh, they listed him at 233, 5'11, okay. 233. You think he's about that still, right? I mean, yeah, that's probably. probably about his neighborhood, yeah. right? Um, but. Certainly an unconventional tight end, but he's more than a tight end, you know. He doesn't look like a four seven two guy, though, when he's running down no, the field. No, he doesn't. No, he absolutely does not. And, and a lot of the stuff he does are not straight-line routes. I mean, just yeah. they're not running 40-yard go routes. Or, yeah. Right, right, right. There's a little juke to him. You know, he, he shoulder fakes, things like that. And, no, I'm, I'm a big fan. And I don't think the Kendrick Green stuff experiment – is a reflection poorly on Hayward. I no, think it's just no. in addition to. 
Yeah, I just think they want, you know, perhaps a bigger body in there. And, again, they, mm-hmm. they've done a lot of that six offensive lineman stuff before. This is just a different way to do it. This is more of a Patrick Ricard move, yeah. you know, than it is the six offensive lineman on the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, usually, almost always, when you play with that jumbo six line set, it's a tackle, you know, because he lines yeah. up outside the tackle. You're not going to put a center outside, you know, the, your, your tackle for protection help. I mean, that's, you're asking him to do something he's not good at at all. I'm not saying it won't happen ever when Green's on the field, but he's going to be moved around like Ricard. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to get to break here. The Steelers are uh, practicing some uh, special team stuff right now here at St. Vincent College. The rain is holding off, which for now we appreciate. a little dubious. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We are live from Steelers training camp practice here on the campus of St. Vincent College, and uh, that was an interesting little play there. The Steelers it was. won some 11-on-11 there, and they had Najee Harris. Uh, he started in the slot, started in motion like he was going to motion into the backfield like we've seen a lot of. Sure, sure. You get pretty used to that, <laughs> yeah, and then, right. then they put another wrinkle on it. Then all of a sudden he just, boom, turned and, and – you know, ran back out to the uh, to to the uh, slot and caught a pass there. Um, hadn't seen that uh, a whole lot thus far, especially from Najee. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, seen but, it from some of the other guys, but yeah, not yeah, Najee. yeah. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, "Ooh, I haven't seen this motion yet from him," and he looks a little different doing it. So not only well, these guys, as everyone's watched football knows, you, you go from the slot or outside, and sometimes you kind of jog into the, you know, the, and then you see who follows. Yeah. Well, his was more of an aggressive, you know what I mean, like pounding the. Like maybe they could hand it off to him if yeah. they snapped the football. And then he flipped around and t- changed directions well, got outside, caught one in the flat, and, uh, you know, picked up a few yards. Yeah. But this motion stuff's great. I mean, they're doing a lot of it. And you got to remember, this is only, what, 10 days into camp or something like that? Right. So. Some of the stuff that you and I have getting accustomed to is what the defenses will get accustomed to, and then they'll add a wrinkle on the wrinkle, you know? Yeah. I mean, that looked like a wrinkle. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, we now have Broderick Jones at left tackle and Dan Moore Jr. at right tackle. Well, now they've already switched that out, so it was just a couple yeah, of plays. Yeah, that's how they started it out. That. Yeah. yeah, now it's uh, LaRaven Clark in there. And we got Trubisky in, yeah, too. The, so second, uh, the second unit is out there. second so. unit switched while we were having that Najee conversation, I think. So, it's, yeah, it's basically what they've done uh, is just rep maybe a player to a Broderick Jones with the ones and Dan Moore mm-hmm. Jr. on the right side. Uh, it's largely, Makes sense. Yeah, it's, yeah. Lar- it's largely been Dan Moore on the left at left tackle and Chooks for at right tackle with the ones. As you'd expect, right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where Jones is right now in his uh, development. Not that that's bad. Uh, I heard Wes and Moats were talking about it right before we came on. I thought Wes made a good point, too, that, you know, development isn't linear. You know, you're going to have two steps forward, three steps back, five steps forward, one step back, you know, and uh, you got to be able to count on him day after day after day, especially in protection and knowing everything he, you know, has to do. And, again, we're 10 days in the camp. You can't do that yet. And, oh, by the way, Dan Moore has something to say about this. You know, he's playing right, yeah. well, you know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with with how he's uh, no, right. handling things here. So, yeah, um, again, Kendrick Green working as, at uh, second-team center there. Um, we'll see if uh, they do still was a center, too, folks. Yeah, see yeah. if they do anything with him when the third group comes back out, if he goes out there and does any fullback work. Yeah. I, has he been doing most of that with the ones? No, it's been with the threes. It's been with the threes. Okay, I couldn't remember. Okay. Yeah, just trying to rep it 
when he starts doing it with the ones, then we'll really yeah yeah you know, know that this is something that they're really thinking about here. Um, it's I mean we're only talking about basically six or seven plays thus far. Oh sure it. sure, but it is noteworthy because it's fun, and it, yeah. I think it might work out too. It is fun. Yeah, it is fun. Now is. we're getting to see the uh, the third team unit is coming onto the field here. Mm-hmm. Boykin with another catch there. Let me see where they have basically on the hashes. You know, looks right like in the middle of the field. It looks like Spencer Anderson is going to be the left tackle with this group now in this in this setting. Spencer Anderson's a story, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Pay attention, this guy. That is crazy. Oh, and it's, yeah, it's Tanner Morgan leading the third unit here. So Mason Rudolph. So uh, we've definitely seen him at left guard and left tackle today. Today, just today, today. in the last fifteen <laughs> minutes. We've seen him at right tackle. We've seen him at uh, guard. I, can't, I don't remember center. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen him. So maybe that happened early in camp. But uh, as you mentioned the other day, they have a lot of center possibilities. Right, right. Maybe they they look at it like, boy, ten things would have to happen for you to play center. So why bother? Yeah, we Not want to we want to see if he it. can do these things first. And he did a nice job sealing. There. He did there, yeah. But no, it's a good point. Like a lot of things would have to happen, assuming he's not even active on game day. Yeah. I mean, they've got four other guys that can play center. Right, right, right. You'd bump Daniels in before him or whoever, you know. And so why have five extra guys that can play center? Right. Three of them in the starting lineup, and and, uh, and then you have Herbig on the bench as well, well, and and Kendrick Green. So, I mean, that's – you go from having a couple years ago no centers, mm -hmm. you know – and we, which is why, really, Kendrick Green ended up starting that year. Right, he got kind of thrust into action. Because everybody probably else got too hurt. Early. Right, you know, right. But, but then uh, now, they, now they've got an abundance of them. Yeah, they do. The guys that can do it. Yeah. So why kind of waste Anderson's reps there? You get McFarland in motion there. He goes over to the slot right, uh, left side of uh, Tanner Morgan. Nice job stepping up in the pocket, and he takes off running. Yeah, there. he's not a bad athlete either. No, no. And uh, another one of those quarterbacks – um, with a lot of college starting experience. Yeah, that's a good point. We had that conversation after the Hall of Fame game that a lot of these dudes that have played a lot of college ball, Purdy was one, um, the, the UCLA kid, that, that uh, Dorian Thompson, um, that the, the, the transition's a little easier. I yeah, mean, yeah. And, and to the NFL's credit, I mean, this is a big-picture conversation, they've done a better job lately of stealing college concepts and making that adjustment a little easier. Like, if you go pull up, like, drafthistory.com and pull up the quarterbacks, there's an unbelievable stretch there of Winston, Mariota, Wentz, et cetera, et cetera, these, all these early picks that busted. And the NFL wasn't doing a good job back then. Ooh, nice job, nice Akeem. Job. Yeah. Yeah. Akeem Butler's going to be tough to cut, too. He is. He really is. He went up over uh, uh, 30 there, uh, which is um, – Chris Wilcox, who's a six foot two, hundred and ninety five pounds. He's not corner, little, either. not a small cornerback. <laughs> right, right. And Butler just went up over top of him. Not a bad throw either by Morgan there. No, put, it wasn't. To put it where only your guy can go get it. Didn't have him go low. You yeah, know, go get the power forward and throw one off the rim there for him. Yeah, that's so. about a fifteen yard out down to the uh, to the, to his left. Yeah, uh, not you know necessarily a, an easy throw for a quarterback. That's the stuff that Butler did a ton in college, and I really liked him coming yeah. out of school. I was shocked that he went as late as he did. Um, but he's not a burner, you know. But he's boy, not. He's, he's, yeah. If he's going to block and be a middle of the field contributor, he's I got some he, value. You know, I want to see what he can do on special teams. Yeah, that's a because big. Because I, I him. see him maybe battling uh, Miles Boykin for a roster spot. That's going to be a tough guy to beat out. Yeah, especially on teams. Morgan's doing all right here. Yeah. He's dealing, getting it to our our guy there, uh, number eighty-seven, Rodney Williams. He's another one that's – I kind of threw away. I'm like, boy, they got four really good tight ends. Yeah. I mean, he's got no chance. 
Well, every practice, his name comes up. I mean, that's how you stick around. He runs pretty well, too. He does. He's, he's a willing blocker. He runs pretty well. I mean, uh, it's, that that's a interesting guy that, like, if, mm-hmm. if they only had three tight ends right now, you'd be looking at that guy going, okay. Yeah, maybe. Right, yeah, right, right. What can he bring to the, the equation here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, their tight end room's interesting even without him because Fryermuth really should never leave the field unless right. he's gassed or whatever. And then you get the two giants in Gentry and Washington. One thing, Gentry's caught the ball well in this camp. He has, he has, he absolutely yeah. has. That, he's been a target, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that that's something that you always. Well, he's a blocker, and he, you know, but I've seen him make some some contested catches and mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of stuff in the end zone too. Yeah, good Seven point. Seven shots, like he, they, he's gotten better at, at being big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Using using the gifts he has. Yeah. So like when they drafted Washington, I just thought ah, it's a matter of time until he just displaces Gentry and maybe that's true but Gentry like Dan Moore is not going to go away easy and there's no rule against using them both together that's bringing in a lot of size yeah at that position that I mean you're talking about I mean, there's a chance that they'll be two of the better blocking tight ends in the league well over 13 feet of tight end there <laughs> <laughs> right right, and right about oh I don't know 550 yeah, yeah 560 570 pounds right, of right. tight end yeah that's, and length and you know just and, and the Eat ability to get space. down the field and to catch the football. Mm-hmm. And we See, got Fryermuth next to Washington now. Yeah, that's a, that's going to be an interesting. Be a nice, nice uh, usage of these tight ends. Keep them all in there. Keep them all fresh. See yeah. what kind of look, we looks get. Pitched to, to that side, the strong side. Yeah. That's a really strong side. And yeah, it is. Harris follows those, those blockers and gets some yardage there. Again, hard to tell with uh, without the pads on. Right, today, right. That would have been a gain. I was watching Washington. And he did a good good job taking out his guy. Engulfing him, smaller yeah. defender. And we go right now. We're back in. Uh, Chukes Okorafor goes off, and they, oh, they brought the whole second t- team line in this time. But this time they brought the second team line in, and Moore is out there. I say I think Moore's right gonna tackle. play right tackle. Again. He's at right tackle now, but they did it with the second team line this time. Mm-hmm. They're just doing a lot of little things. You never know when you're gonna need it throughout the course of the season, and right. Recall that. Remember those times I played right tackle in, in Latrobe? Let's, uh, let's focus here on more right tackle and see okay. what, uh, what this looks like. He handled Logan Joby reasonably well. Got a little help from the right guard, but boom, wide open. There receiver. you go. Yeah, nice job there. Um, he's more of a classic right tackle as it is. In more? Terms, in terms of the run blocking. Yeah, I would say he's a better run blocker than he is, you know, yeah. light on his feet, dancing bear, left tackle type. Um, when they drafted him, I thought he was more of a right tackle guard, and I yeah. still think that. But he's the fact that he's playing he the best tackle left tackle on the team, yeah. right? 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 right. Um, I mean, he's, he's a starter until further notice. Right? Right? He's now out of there. He took one rep there, and now they've they've got the uh, uh, Raven Clark back in there now. At, at uh, I bet he's taken right less tackle. than twenty reps at right tackles. Probably, but you start repping it just yes, to, yeah. you know get him used to it, and hey. In, in case of emergency, you don't know what's going to happen with that left tackle battle. We, no. And, again, I, I go back to, you know, his rookie year. He he played about two days on the right side. And then, um, and then you know, the plan was to get him work on both sides. Oh, a little fumble there by uh, Calvin Austin. And, well, he's able to get back on it. But then yeah. he's not going to be happy with that. No, no, no. You can't do that in these type of drills. So, eh, I forget what I was saying about that. I'm, I doubt they're looking this far ahead. But Chooks is a free agent after the year. I yeah. mean, you could just – well, Jones is a star at left tackle, but we still have more under contract on a good deal. Maybe use Chooks' money somewhere else if you think that more right. can be a similar player at right tackle, you know, or draft the one in the third round after that. You know, there's just 
how the league works. It would be crazy for, for Chuk Shakur for is that he would be going on his third contract and be 26 years old. Yeah. <laughs> which, which maybe which he's, he's not a superstar, but yeah. he's going to be really attractive if he's on the open market. Yeah. There's a lot of starts for a 26-year-old at offensive tackle. Like, he's yeah. not going to be cheap. No, no, not absolutely. He wasn't cheap this time around. Right, right. There's the uh, jet sweep action to uh, – Yeah, that one looked pretty legit, like a long yeah. game that would have happened with pads or not. And that's the thing about that, that jet sweep action – um, you may only hand it to that guy once or twice a game, but, mm-hmm. you, but you rep it and rep it and rep it, and you get the defense sleeping a little bit, and then all of a sudden, boom, there it goes for you know 25 yards. Yeah, and to be frank, I thought they used it far too much last year in what was looking like a condensed offense, where now – It was more early in the season, though, when they were true, trying, to, trying to find a running game of yep. some type. Yeah, trying to get yardage any way they could. Yeah. And, and now you're actually surprised when they get the ball. Right. You know, yeah. so it's a different – feel for the defense absolutely i mean tyreek hill runs jet sweep action all the time sure sure you know nobody complains about that no why are they running tyreek hill on jet sweep action again right because he gets the ball like three times a year and in that situation yeah and you it it does other things in the process you freeze that end absolutely he is matt williamson i am dale lally you're listening to the drive here on steelers Mm -hmm. nation radio and espn 970 our live ongoing coverage from steelers training camp here at saint vincent college the rain continuing to hold off uh, here is the Steelers' practice, and uh, they are off tomorrow. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully they get this one in. And then they're, they're off. They come back Tuesday, Wednesday, leave for Tampa on Thursday after their morning walkthrough, which is closed to the public. Uh, and then they're back here again after that game on Friday. They don't come back until Sunday to practice again. So, so it starts to get a little wrong, spotty here in the next Yeah, week. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong for our listeners, but we will be Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have a three-hour drive. Yes. And then – There'll be a gap there again. Then there's a gap, and then we're back Sunday. So, no. But we're going to take a break now. Uh, again, he's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. We'll be back with more right after this. Outside, which mm-hmm. is the uh, offensive guys and more the uh, linebacker types in the middle. Just like Darnell Washington's one of the only white ones in the middle, you know, and he's a huge person. I'll be know? interested to see and how he more does. more speed on the outside. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how he does in this because if you're not the starting tight end – it's hard to dress you on game day, right? You better be able to play some teams. I mean, he'd be on field goal protection, but that's not hard to find. Yeah. You know? I know they've used Gentry on kickoff, uh, you, know, re- you know, in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year they used Gentry and Hayward were both out there on kick return, I should say. I would say they're probably on return, yeah. yeah. But, Gent- uh, but uh, Darnell Washington's fast enough that you just wonder if he can do a few more things, although, the, you know, the height doesn't lend itself. He's actually up right now. Yeah, let's, let's watch so this. Uh, I would this be more worried about him breaking down in space. Yeah, all right, right. not what he's – built to do or asked to do probably never done it before in his life i would imagine right yeah i'm sure he was highly recruited and ended up in georgia he probably didn't play a lot of teams in high school let's see how he does here all right and they get anthony mcfarland as well which is not an easy mm-hmm. okay he had a little bit of easier assignment because mcfarland went up the middle went straight up the middle to, yeah. right right so he didn't have to change direction as much kind of went right at washington so didn't learn a ton from that one but no didn't we badly. did not we did not Gunnar Olszewski there. Um, Yeah, man, I I just, uh, you know, looking at this uh, Steelers roster and and, uh, we've seen a little bit of Quan Alexander Mm -hmm. today with the ones. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there with Cole Holcomb. And that might end up being their best combination. I could see it. In terms of range, potential coverage skills, um, I I think he's going to push for a starting job or for the second most second level snaps. Yeah, that uh, w- with that signing uh, last week, um, 
that kind room of went shot from, in the arm a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that room went from being thin to all of a sudden now I look at it and go, okay, they, they, get, they get some options there and they've got some guys there. If something were to happen, for example, you know, one of the things that was a concern for me was, okay, what happens if Cole Holcomb gets hurt? Oh, right. Well, right. Now, you've, now you've got, you know, another option there that yeah. a, a guy who, who has done it before and done the, the same things that they're going to ask Cole Holcomb to do. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he's been around the block. I, mean, I don't know if he's worn the green dot or not, but he's certainly been on the field in all situations. I would think so. I'm assuming he has, yeah. you know. Um, but, no, all, all of a sudden it's like that room was a little frightening. It was a little slower than you would have liked. And now there's a lot more – puzzle pieces that don't look the same you know, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and see how that puzzle comes together when it's all said and done oh this is that rapid fire punt block drill yeah this is uh this thing's hard to keep up with <laughs> <laughs> guys flying in there and just just getting you know the the uh the backup kicker or backup punter uh just holds the ball out there and the guys yeah, come in and he's on a knee and smack it out of his hands right he's got a huge bag of balls there and uh presley harvin just gathers them up puts them in the back in the bag to keep the Keep the drill going, but this thing, they go through a lot of punt blockers here from all angles. When you start looking at the at this roster, Matt, um, is eight linebackers enough? Hmm. Four, in the, four outside, four inside? It's questionable. It's questionable. I mean, I, I'm real comfortable with those four outside guys and don't think you need a fifth. Yeah. Um, maybe five interior, though. You know, five off-the-ball guys. And again, but we just had this conversation. That fifth about, guy better be good on teams. He better be. Is real that good Tanner on teams. Muse? Is that Nick Wykowski? Yeah. Chapel Russell's done some things. He that, has done some things. Um, he screams practice squad to me, though. Yeah, he he really does. Whereas a guy, which is a compliment. Yeah, can a guy like you know can Kwiatkowski still be a, a dude on special teams? That's mm-hmm. kind of what he's cut his teeth on. Yes. Over the course of his career, as has Muse. So as you has got, Muse. You got two guys there who've been special teams dudes, right? Uh, over the course of their career. Um, you they know, can play on defense, but yeah. it's not ideal. That was the the beauty of the Quan Alexander signing. Is you know prior to that, those one of the, I, I believe it was uh, Muse was listed second team. Yeah, and that's not exactly what you want. Right, right. I mean, especially with where's Mark Robinson and his development. Um, you'd love to keep five of those, but we opened the show talking about the D line depth chart. You'd love to keep seven of those. Yeah, is both possible? I bet not. Um, Four outside linebackers it seems like a done deal, though. Yeah, yeah, seems yeah. like it. And you know, I, I think we've we've seen a little bit of them using Nick Herbig in some coverage type, type mm-hmm. situations. Uh, you know, I wonder if that gains more steam as you know we get into the later stages of training camp. Yeah, hey, Nick, let's see you go line up at inside linebacker a little bit. I mean, as, we know you can rush the passer. Yeah, yeah, maybe that does happen. And you know, let's get the foundation down as an edge dude. I mean, it would make it a lot easier to cut that fifth inside linebacker if you had some reps of him doing it, you know. So there then is that option Maybe you can keep an well. extra safety as well or an extra whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cornerback or, or whatever it may be. Maybe even an O-lineman. I mean, do you really want to cut Spencer Anderson? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. I mean, those guys aren't as active on game day, but it's never a bad thing to have a bunch of linemen that can play. Yeah, and, well, I mean, that's something, you know, the – You're probably going to keep four tight ends this year. Most years they kept three. Right. Um, you know, but you, know. you also always kept a fullback. And, and Hayward yeah, is same that. Thing. It's the same yeah, thing. Hayward yeah, Hayward is that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. Depends what you want to call it. Yeah. Interesting roster construction this year for the Steelers in terms of yeah how these pieces all fit together. And two notes, and we should never forget that we can't predict the future because we may laugh a week from now sitting here in the booth going, 
we didn't know if Herbig would play off the ball linebacker. Now he's our best guy. You know, like this thing's <laughs> changed drastically. And unfortunately, people are going to get hurt. You know, like we're looking at all these options. Two or three of them aren't going to be available for opening day. Yeah, they've been very fortunate to this point. Where yeah. the, the only serious injury that they've had is, was to Corey Trice. And, and that's unfortunate. That may have answered some high questions, yeah, right. in terms of the, the roster construction. Because, you know, I, I think a lot of people looked at Trice as well. He was a seventh rounder, but a lot of people had higher grades mm-hmm. than on him. And, and I bet the Steelers did too. Yeah, and they were just kind of discounting James Pierre. Well, James Pierre is making this team now. Yeah. And yeah. I thought he was going to all along. Based on a special teams act. Yeah. I mean, you know, but now you look at that, at that cornerback position. You got Levi Wallace. Mm-hmm. You got Patrick Peterson, Joey Porter. They're got, all making it. Yeah. James Pierre. Man, I think Pierre's making it. I think those are your four potential outside guys. And then guys there's, okay, who, you know, there, there's room for an, maybe another guy there. And I say that spot, maybe you could find a sixth guy Depending on, on uh, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, how, how many nickels do they keep? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sullivan has a. Very good chance to make the team. Yeah. Okay. You know? So that would be. I don't know how good he is on teams, though. I don't know how good. He can, I mean, he's Millet listed at, least helped, listed at 5'11", know? 189. I don't know how much he's played outside in his career. Like, if he could do that. I in don't pinch. see him that way. I mean, I'm sure he could in a pinch. Yeah. Um, but you have four that can. Yeah. You know, so I think Sullivan makes the team, but a six corner, if it would have been Trice, would have been nice. Right. You know what I mean? Trice is nice. Yeah, it rhymes. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so. Is that the least deep position on the team? I mean, I like their corners. I like the top four guys are all yeah NFL dudes. Right, right. You know, um, and stagger their ages and yeah. expenses and things like that. And, and I like the fact that you know so they got a guy in Sullivan who's played a lot of snaps in the NFL, and mm-hmm. even a guy like Duke Dawson has played a decent number of snaps as yeah. a slot cornerback. Um, yeah, Norwood and. Even yeah, Minka and you got guys like that can do slot stuff. Some different stuff there. And I think Peterson's role is going to be different in black and gold than it is in other stops. But in terms of the pure outside guys. One more might not be terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's why, you know, keep, I mean, keep an eye on guys. Especially one like, injury away from needing one. Like, you know, who's probably the best of the, of the other guys there? We, you got uh, Chris Wilcox, who we talked about earlier mm-hmm. there. Luke Barku. He's uh, done some good done stuff. Some stuff. Right. Uh, you got Madre Harper, Isaiah Dunn. Maybe the, the thought is, assuming you stay healthy through the preseason with those top four outside guys, which, why would I assume that? But, I mean, because if, if you lose one, you might have to go shopping. Now you're, th- now you're real thin. Yeah. But the more I think through it, maybe you keep five corners and keep the extra D lineman or extra inside linebacker that we were talking about, assuming that, that the linebacker can help on teams. But maybe you load your practice squad with corners. You Maybe yeah. you have – yeah. I should know this, but I don't know usually how many corners they keep on their practice squad. But I would consider usually, usually one at least more. a couple. Yeah, I say a couple, right? You know, you're again. If you've only got five on your active roster, I you need mind, more than that to practice. I wouldn't mind three or four. Yeah, even on the on there to develop, and that position's always hard to find too. Yeah, absolutely. So interesting. Uh, it's going to hmm. be uh, as we watch this uh, roster build and. That's why these uh, these games, just these these upcoming games, are so important. I say I'm uh, starting to get excited for the Bucks game just to see the Barkus of the world. You right? Know, yeah. Who do you say, boy? I don't want to get rid of that guy. Or you know, I mean, there's there's guys there that, you know, I think we've seen Trenton Thompson outside a little bit too. Mm, even okay. though he's listed as a safety, um, he's more of a defensive back. He can play either yeah. either or. Those lines so. get blurry this time of year, you know, in modern day NFL too. They really do. We're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We are live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. We'll be back with 
hour number, well, we'll be back with another hour right Yeah, heck this. yeah. Let's, let's just say it that way. Anyways, we'll be back with more right after this. Black and gold football lives here. What a play! 24-7. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steeler fans, if you're looking for other great attractions while in the Laurel Highlands for training camp, check out Jerry Dulac's social video tour of the Laurel Highlands. Learn about incredible sights to see and things to do by visiting golaurelhighlands.com. Hey, let's get out of here. With Audible, we could root for a lone astronaut as he tries to save Earth from disaster. Maybe go for a run with the founder of the world's biggest sneaker brand. We could get the tea on the real-life media mogul succession drama. Or find out what life is really like for an Oscar-winning actress. I mean, with Audible, we could go anywhere. There's more to imagine when we listen. Hear the latest audiobooks, podcasts, and originals at audible.com. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Hi, I'm Aubrey Fraser. I recently went back to school to earn my bachelor's degree in behavioral health from Seton Hill University. I work full-time with people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. I'm also married with young children, so I was looking for a program that offered both flexibility and a personal touch. The educators at Seton Hill really want you to reach your highest potential. Learn more about online degrees and certificates at setonhill.edu online. Okay, okay, now move your feet. Little way you're moving when you're on a beat. Yeah. It's back to school at Famous Footwear, which means savings for all with the Famous BOGO event. For a limited time, buy one pair of shoes and get 50% off the next pair from all your favorite brands like Adidas, New Balance, Vans, and more. This won't last long, so shop online or bring the whole family to a Famous Footwear near you and let our team of sizing experts help every kid find the perfect fit. Buy one item, get a second item of equal or lesser value for half price. Some exclusions apply. Our neighbors, a smart couple, bought an $8,000 maintenance-free water treatment system online. That did it all. Turns out, it wasn't a water softener, but a descaler. And they still lug cases of water from the store. But your local Colligan dealers in western Pennsylvania test your home's water for free and provide solutions for water softening, problematic well water, and the highest quality drinking water right from your faucet. Starting at $9.95 a month. $9.95. Family owned and operated. Call your local Colligan dealer or visit GetCulligan.com. GetCulligan.com. Limited time offer from your participating dealer. At Columbia Gas, our crews are hard at work replacing thousands of miles of aging pipeline. Our new pipes are made to last, and their vibrant yellow color is quite appropriate because we're using them to build a brighter energy future, one where we'll be able to deliver the warmth of natural gas to your home more safely and reliably than ever while leaving a smaller carbon footprint. Columbia Gas. Forward-thinking energy. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. 